I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to the No Snob Wine Podcast. In this episode, we explore sweetness and just how much sugar is actually in your glass of wine. Chuck features a petite Syrah from California, and I tried a calorie-reduced Chardonnay from the USA. So Chuck, when it comes to snack time at your house or wherever you happen to be, are you sweet tooth or salty tooth? Or salty tooth? Is that even a thing? Sweet or salty? Oh, when the munchies come around, I go for chips, so salty. You're salty. What's your favorite yeah. favorite flavor? It doesn't even matter. Any kind of chip, crisp, whatever you want to call them, uh, all good. All good? All kinds, all flavors. Can never go wrong with the plain ruffle, though. That's always good. Yeah, fair enough. Those ridges, crunch, taste. The crunch, the salty. Yeah. That's what I go to. What about you, sweet? No, I'm a, sal- I'm a salty guy, too. Yeah, it's salty. And guy. I like salty snacks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lame dad joke. Insert lame dad joke. No, I, la- I yeah, I go for salty as well. Chips, you, I mean, you can bring them in my house, but they're not going to last very long at all. Right, yeah. Now and then, uh, like, I like cake, you know, like confectionery dessert, but I don't really, I don't really go for like a piece of candy. Like if you put a piece of candy or a piece of cake in front of me or a cookie, I'll take the cake or the cookie, but like just pure candy. No, no. When you buy those big boxes of the Halloween treats, those get destroyed pretty fast. But yeah, other than that, no, no, I like chocolate. Not a cake guy. I like, I like milk chocolate. Yeah. More than dark. I mean, have you ever tried pairing a dark chocolate with like a Shiraz. Yeah, it's good. And it's not it's not very sweet. Not very sweet. It it's good. I mean, it doesn't pair as amazingly as, you know, wine writers will tell you about. It's okay, but it's not like something I have to have together. Uh so I had this red uh Shiraz ice wine with um some dark chocolate. Uh, that was good. And the reason I think it worked is because the 
ice wine was so intensely sweet that it uh, balanced out the bitterness of the dark chocolate that it was going with. So it actually that worked really well. But like just your regular table wine and chocolate, I do not care for uh, that combination. Yeah, but I think that's a tough pairing. It is a tough pairing. Yeah, but I think that takes us to the topic of the episode is how much sugar really is in wine? Because like I just talked about ice wine, which we'll get into in a minute, has a lot of sugar, but just your everyday uh, glass of wine, I think people, if they, what we're about to tell them is going to surprise them how little sugar there actually is in a glass of wine. Yeah. It gets all fermented out basically, right? If there's leftover sugar, there's not much Residual sugar, yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's put our science hats for for 10 seconds, right? So to make alcohol, you add yeast to the grape juice, the grease, the yeast consumes the sugar as its food, and the byproduct is alcohol. So you're actually using up the sugar in the fermentation process. Is that the same in beer, right? Same in beer. It makes uh, the yeast eat the sugar and produce alcohol and carbon dioxide. Right. Yeah. And the sugar we're talking about is just the naturally occurring sugar in the grapes. You can add sugar, but we're just going to talk about naturally occurring sugar. Right. And like you said, any little bit of sugar that doesn't get used in the fermentation process is called residual sugar, or that's, I think, a fancy word for leftover. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to be in your glass. So why don't we get into like what that means? Like, let's let's give people an example. So a teaspoon of sugar is about four grams. Yep. Four grams. Okay. So let's use a teaspoon as our baseline. What about let's then compare that to something we all know. Let's talk about orange juice. And before we do, we've converted everything to a five ounce serving for this discussion. Because a glass of wine, technically, (laughs) not my glass, but technically, (laughs) (laughs) is a five-ounce glass. So we've converted everything. We've done all the math. We got up the slide ruler. We're gonna we're gonna talk in five-ounce glasses. So Chuck, orange juice. What do what are we talking about in a five-ounce glass of orange juice? So it tastes fairly sweet, and you're getting three and a half teaspoons of sugar in there. So that's like over twelve grams yeah it's like 14 grams of sugar in mm-hmm. a five ounce glass of orange juice yeah pretty sweet it is i think yeah orange juice is sweet it is definitely yeah can we give everybody some one other let's say we won't use any names but we'll just say, we'll call it cola or soda yes like that popular brown cola everyone likes yeah. right may or may not come in a red tin <laughs> what are we talking about? I, I'm thinking it's uh, it's a lot more than orange juice. Yeah, so that's going to clock in at four teaspoons of sugar. So not terribly much, oh, wow. that much more. Almost the same as orange juice. Pretty sweet. So pretty if sweet. you're watching your sugar, like orange juice isn't, not that it's, it's better than cola for you, but sugar-wise, almost the same. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Let's do a food really quick, just to give everybody one, like one, well, if there's anybody who doesn't drink soda or eat, or orange juice, maybe we know some people that eat a very, 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 very popular candy bar around the world, Snickers. Yeah, so Snickers is going to land at 24 grams of sugar, or that's six teaspoons. Six teaspoons of sugar. I mean, I guess if you went to your sugar jar, 
and measured out six teaspoons of sugar. That's that's a lot, right? It's a lot. Like you would never pour yourself, let's say, a glass of water and put six teaspoons of sugar in it. You'd be like, this is nuts and terrible for you. But you'll eat a Snickers, no problem. That's right? interesting. You know what, people? Next time you make a cup of coffee, put in six put in six teaspoons of sugar. Real sweet. Real sweet. And that's the same as eating a Snickers. So they call that like Frappuccino or something. Oh, right. right? Or just go to that uh that national coffee brand. <laughs> And uh, get your get one of Frappa Mocha whatevers. Yeah, exactly. Probably so, way more than a Snickers. You're probably right, especially yeah. some of those uh, larger formats. Yeah, big gulp of coffee world. <laughs> Don't forget the whipped cream. Very important. Oh, yeah, and That's, the drizzle. And the drizzle. And now <laughs> they've got crunchy bits that you can put on it. But oh, uh, that you have to have. Yeah, obviously, it's, it's required. Yeah, yeah. Required eating. They do it in Italy all the time. Uh, oh yeah, no, that's traditional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You tr- yeah. <laughs> Note to listener, try ordering that in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Get deported immediately. <laughs> Straight to jail or the airport, <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> okay, so let's just quick recap and we're going to get into the wine. So a teaspoon of sugar is about four grams. A five ounce glass of orange juice is about three and a half teaspoons of sugar or 14 grams. A five ounce serving of cola is four teaspoons or about 16 grams and in a normal size average size snickers bar is 24 grams or six teaspoons of sugar so let's get into the wine so when you're drinking wine there's the sweetness level measured by grams per liter but there's also something that we reference and we call it implied sweetness what exactly is that The answer is because of the fruit flavors in the wine and the way that it coats your mouth, the the flavor of pineapple or the flavor of orange or the flavor of cherries leaves a sweet taste in your mouth and dare say it, a memory in your brain. And so your, your brain and your mouth are kind of putting these things together. So the wine will actually taste sweeter than it is. Yeah, it makes sense because you have here that a uh, typical five ounce glass of your classic like red table wine, which is dry, only has a quarter teaspoon of sugar in it. Yeah, so exactly. So in the in the official measurement, it's like we're going to we're going to call it dry two to 12 grams per liter. And like you said, Chuck, it's like a quarter. It's as low as a quarter teaspoon of sugar in a five ounce glass. That's that's nothing. Yeah, oh, it might as well be nothing. Yeah. Uh, now, wine does have calories, and it's coming from everything else. But I think a lot of people, and myself included until once upon a time, thought it was sugar. Right. Yeah. It's it's not. If you are looking to benchmark this yourself on the dry whites, uh, there's two wines on the website we're going to suggest right now that you can check out. Uh, links are will be in the show notes. So the first one is the Laurent Miguel Père et Fille. It's a Chardonnay from France. It has uh, two grams uh, per liter, so a quarter teaspoon. And then check out the Massey de Fresco Bianco. It's a recently reviewed one. It has 10 grams of sugar per liter. Uh, it tastes a little, just a little sweeter, um, but they're they're quite dry. So those are two. If you were kind of curious, check those out. So let's work up the scale a little bit so people have a good reference. So dry white red table wine, about a quarter teaspoon of sugar. So 
if we move up the ladder, the unofficial or official sweetness ladder, now we're going to get into, I think, the off-dries. What is that about? So off-dry, you're going to taste some sweetness. Mm. You'll find the grams per liter in around the 20s and 30s. Right. And one example that you drank recently was called Bodacious Bubbles. That's on the website. You mm-hmm. thought that was pretty sweet. And in a five ounce glass, you're going to have one and a quarter teaspoons of sugar in it. So that is five grams. That's not a lot. It's still not a lot. Still not a lot. But you commented that it was sweeter than you'd like your wines. Yeah. So now we're up in the, we're in the, uh, we're not even in the orange juice territory. We're almost half of orange juice. And uh, it's it's for my palate, that's pretty sweet. Now, what about you? Like When you get into these, again, 30 grams per liter or something like this bodacious bubbles on the website, how how is that with your palate? I also think they're pretty sweet. They have their place maybe after dinner. Oh. Um, but still, yeah, I could see them being pretty sweet palatable drinkable not usually a go-to though right yeah and i think like you know we're we're pretty open about what we like and dislike and it's interesting how dry we like our wines and i think you know i i've i've met a lot of people that say oh i prefer sweet wine and then they show me what they're drinking and it's funny because it's it's not that sweet i mean yeah it's sweeter but it's not crazy like if you're a riesling drinker there's dry Rieslings and then there's late harvest Rieslings that are sweeter for sure. Yeah. So maybe they're leaning towards the late harvest type Riesling. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Which is pretty sweet. But I mean, we're going to talk about some really sweet wine now. Like really, really <laughs> sweet wine. In the, in it. So next up the ladder is uh, not that descriptive. It's just it's just called Sweet yeah, sweet wine. Uh, we're talking Moscato. So that's a grape that is often made bubbly. Now, typically, now we're in the 50 grams per liter. So we started off at dry at 2 to 12 grams per liter. And now we're something called sweet at 50 grams per liter. Chuck, you tried a sparkling wine on our bubbles, uh, our special about bubbly. Uh, talk about that. Yeah, this is sweet. This is some sweet, bubbly wine. There's no mistaking it whatsoever. You drink a lot of it and you can even feel the sugar in you. And like on your, on your teeth. On your teeth. Uh, it goes to your head a bit. (laughs) It's, it's sugary, sweet, and bubbly. Do you, is that a thing? Because my experience with, with sweeter wine is I feel the, the buzz, quickly yeah you might be onto something there actually you do feel it and maybe just because it's so sweet it makes it easy to drink and you drink it faster perhaps maybe i don't know i could get behind that explanation i mean in my like personal life and just in my house we don't eat a lot of sweet stuff yeah so if you're not used to it you know this will be extra sweet for you yeah yeah and i do like in bubblies, I do like a little bit of sweetness. A very dry or extra dry carbonated wine is uh, is a little too sharp for my palate, actually. Even though I like my reds and my whites fairly dry, if there's bubbles in it, I like a little off dry, slightly sweet. 
I think, yeah, I think we've talked about that before because if it's too dry, the bubbles become unpleasant almost. This Spamonte Bambino that you tried, 77 grams per liter, we're at 2.5 teaspoons of sugar per five ounce glass. That's only doubling from the off dry. Yeah, and it tastes a heck of a lot sweeter. Yeah, much, much. Like an order of magnitude sweeter. So what's next on the sweetness list? So this is a Canada specialty, very sweet ice wine, Ooh. 200 grams per liter, you know, ballpark. Ballpark. Which means, yeah. Yeah. So in a five ounce glass, which I don't know anyone who drinks a five ounce glass of ice <laughs> wine. Ice wine, if you never tried it, you typically drink it out of something like a, almost like a little shot glass. Yeah. It comes in 375 milliliter bottles and you're going to get. If you do pour a five ounce hero glass of ice wine, you're going to get seven and a half teaspoons of sugar in it. Seven and a half. Okay. So let's remind everybody orange juice, three and a half teaspoons, cola, four teaspoons, but ice wine, seven and a half teaspoons. Yeah. Killer sweet. Soup. Go right to the dentist. Syrupy. Yeah. Yeah. Your mouth is coated in, in syrup. Yeah. So it's, it's delicious though. It is good. Uh, add a little bit at a time. L- yeah, yeah. Little. Very little. Yeah. And you just sip. Like, I mean, I, I don't chug my wine, but yeah, you don't You don't drink. You know what I mean? You don't drink ice wine. You would sip it like a whiskey almost. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. And it's it's typically served chilled. Very cold, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, from previous episodes, we've talked about contrasting or comparing your wine and your food. And here, I think we're going to compare. So you're going to serve sweet yeah. and sweet. Yeah, for sure. Right. Like yeah. Fresh fruit? Um, like melon? I don't know. What do you think? Like, I wouldn't do pineapple because the acid, but I would do melon. I was just thinking, yeah, the acidity I don't think would work as well. But if it's a sweet fruit, yeah, you could do that. Like strawberries. With ice cream? There you go. Yeah, that could be with ice wine. Sure. Yeah, that'd be nice. What did we learn today? Wine is not as sweet as you think. Uh, it does not have as much sugar as you think, but your brain likes to tell you that it's sweeter than it actually is because of the fruit flavor. If you like dry wines, look for wines that are about the 2 to 12 grams of sugar per liter. If you like something a little sweeter or off dry, look to about somewhere between the 20s and 30s of grams of sugar per liter. And if you like it really sweet, or as the classification is just sweet, stick to around 50 grams to 70 grams of sugar per liter. Uh, It's a bit sweet for my taste, but there's nothing wrong with it if you like it. A lot of people buy Moscato. A lot of people. It's very popular. Very popular. Got to be a reason for that. Yep. So enjoy your sweet wine. If you like a sweet, buy a sweet. You're so sweet, Chuck. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> All right, so Sean, on this sugary sweet episode, you picked a wine that has cupcake in the name of it. Uh, why don't you tell us about it? I think that's where the sweetness stops for this particular wine. Uh, it caught my eye because it's called Cupcake Lighthearted Chardonnay. And right on the front of the bottle, it says 100 calories per serving, not glass, which I found kind of interesting. The typical glass of dry wine is about 120 calories, roughly. Uh, So you're saving about 20 calories here. Now, you can, if you see this wine, 
there's a bunch of math on the bottle that you can figure out, but let's get into the, let's get into the review because it was, it was quite interesting. So there's some tropical fruit notes. I got some tangerine peel. Now for no snob wine, that's a kind of snobby thing, but it, it was really specific. It wasn't, it wasn't just orange. It was like tangerine peels. You know, when you, when you eat around Christmas and you get those tangerines and you, and you, you pull the skin back and you get that, that scent of orange. That's, it's a really specific thing. Uh, it landed a little flat and it was kind of really sour and I was, I wasn't sure about that. So I had some company over for dinner and I asked them to test something. Hey, if you come to my house, you're probably going to end up trying like three or four different wines because I need some opinions on, uh, but I gave it to my guests. They tried it and I said, uh, what do you think it is? And they were kind of humming and hawing and they said, oh, maybe it's Sauvignon Blanc. Maybe it's Pinot Grigio. Maybe it's a blend. And I said, oh, guys, it's Chardonnay. And they were kind of surprised. And that's my number one issue with this bottle of wine. It's Chardonnay and doesn't taste anything like Chardonnay. For that reason, I gave it two out of five stars. I think uh, I'll take the 20 calories uh, in or the 20 more calories in a regular glass of wine and Chardonnay that tastes like Chardonnay. That's Cupcake Lighthearted Chardonnay, $15.95, two out of five stars. Now, Chuck, you've got something a little bit different for us. You got a Petite Syrah. Maybe you can start by explaining that it's not Shiraz. Yeah, I thought Petite Syrah. Some people say Shiraz Syrah. So I thought Petite Syrah was like a baby Shiraz. It's not. It's its own grape variety that gets planted. Not too, uh, not everywhere, not too widespread. But if you do come across a Petite Syrah, it's very good. To me, it tastes a lot like a blend of an Australian Shiraz and a California Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. And that's no surprise because this one from Ironstone was from Lodi, which is in California. The tasting notes, I found it full body, very rich, raspberry, strawberry, light pepper, light oak. I opened it at the Easter dinner table, loved by everyone. Very nice. I give it five out of five. That's Ironstone Petite Syrah 2018 for $17.95. Yeah, this is not the uh, Chuck and Sean science show. We round. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> approximately. Yeah. Approximately, guys. Just chill out. You know what I'm saying. Can you drink enough wine to get diabetes? <laughs> I know you can drink enough wine to forget how to drive. Yeah. (laughs) Marge, every time I learn something new, I forget (laughs) something old. Remember that time I learned how to make wine and forgot how to drive? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, Homer, you were drunk. (laughs) (laughs) That one rings a bell for sure. Classic. Maybe you're into walnuts. I'm not into pineapple. We could have a whole show about pineapple, where it does and doesn't belong. Walnuts are good in carrot cake. Pineapple, I've never had that in carrot cake. Okay, you're not you're not missing anything. Don't write me letters. Right. So, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, as it helps other people find us. Yeah, tell your friends about the podcast. We know they drink wine too. <laughs> For more information on any of the wines we discussed, go to nosnobwine.com or check the show notes for links.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.